0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Getting you ready for today's sports day.
1: You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be that'll start this week.
2: While having a little fun along the way. It's always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure.
0: Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3.
1: Stafford is under center on third and one and uh, play fake to Brown. He's rushed and he's sacked and the ball came out and Dallas picks it up. It's Lawrence coming left to the five and into the end zone. And it looks like a Dallas touchdown.
3: It's the first fumble recovery of the year.
1: And it goes for a scoop and score. Thank you, Brad Sham. As the uh, Cowboys uh, take down the Los Angeles Rams. Yesterday at SoFi in Inglewood, uh, California, Cowboys uh, get yet another win uh, thanks to their defense. And, and Cooper Rush, look, he he acquitted himself quite well. He didn't make any mistakes. Uh, he did what he needed to do. Cowboys offensively did what they needed to do. They took advantage of what the defense gave them, which was the scoop and score, the block punt. They didn't capitalize on that because that led to a field goal. Um, but like I said, I mean, Cooper Rush, it didn't hurt you, and I think that's the the biggest thing. Tony Pollard was, uh, and Zeke Elliott both were terrific. Um, Pollard eighty six yards, but fifty seven of them on one play that was just an effort touchdown.
2: Yeah, that's fair to say. No, I think the defense definitely led the charge. It felt like whenever, every time you turned around, they were making a big play Mm -hmm. for you. Uh, It's fun to watch how that defensive line just seems, seems to be getting better and better and the the scoop and score is awesome I love a defensive lineman touchdown um but really set the tone and then your offense is just not making a lot of mistakes and and you love you love to see that I mean it looks like that that unit is confident behind Cooper Rush it looks like uh you know he's get, he's getting good work up front by, by the big guys and um man I, I it's just hard to not be impressed with uh, just the way they've Kind of handled the adversity of hey you're losing your starting quarterback your star all of that and it's just like hey next man up mm-hmm. uh, so you got to give Cooper Rush a ton of ton of credit for that.
1: Uh, C.D. Lamb had uh, five balls uh, for 53 yards probably should have had more. Um, he had eight targets. Uh, Michael Gallup four catches for 44. The one he dropped though uh, was could have gone for would have gone for a first down would have helped extend a drive but it's good for Gallup to be back in. That was really it was really weird it was like a third and I think it was third and 2 and there was a a coach or an assistant coach on the Ram sideline who was running towards Gallup as he's running towards the sideline and he was he was calling out for his defensive guy for a spot for him cuz Gallup was clearly open and all rush had to do it wasn't a crisply thrown ball but it was a ball that Gallup probably would say he should have caught. But I wondered at the time that that guy, because I've never seen coaches like run towards the sideline. He was almost just running directly at Gallup. Uh, He wasn't inbounds by any stretch of the imagination, but I just wonder if Gallup saw that in the corner of his eye and took his eye off the ball, and that's why he dropped it. It's possible. You know, uh, it was just, but, you know, the Cowboys did what they needed to do. Um, they, they They won the ball game, and like you said, I mean, it seems like Cooper Rush is handling things. They were... I mean, the Cowboys are going to have to get better on third down. They were only five of fifteen uh, on third down. They didn't turn the ball over, um, and they took advantage of turnovers uh, because they forced two fumbles, had an interception, and a blocked punt. Mm-hmm. So that you're pl- basically you're plus four there. Sure, you sure. know you're mm-hmm. basically plus four, and you're going to win a ton of ball games um, when you do it. But this defense is really fun to watch. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong has come into his own. I mean. Certainly, what um, Micah Parsons is doing feels like he's getting held on every play. They could, feels to, like they could call holding on him on every play. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, on the offensive lineman that's trying to keep him from getting to the quarterback.
2: Yeah, guy's an absolute stud, difference maker.
1: No, no, no doubt. And uh, they're getting a, a lot of hurries and uh, and things like that. So, you know, Cowboys uh, knock off the defending Super Bowl champions and. Uh, well the they
2: don't feel like that at this point, do no, they? No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but you know, but when you when you look at the when you look at the numbers though for, for um Matt Stafford, I mean, he was twenty eight of forty two for three oh eight, uh through a touchdown, through a, through an interception. Um the the Rams just didn't had no rushing. They ran the ball fifteen times for thirty eight yards. You're just not gonna win the National Football League when you do that. Even when your quarterback throws for three hundred, so <clears throat> uh, Cooper Cup he had a terrific run. His one of his his longest was seventy five for a touchdown. And that was was a pretty play. I mean, he eluded a lot of guys. You saw why he was, you know, in seventy five. That's funny, Jamie. <clears throat> they get a seventy five yard uh, reception and a fifty four yard reception, so one hundred and twenty nine yards. Of his three twenty, it's a little deceiving the three twenty, because one hundred and twenty nine come on two plays.
2: Yeah, a bit, but so he made the he made the big throws and he made some small throws. Well,
1: that's fair. And that throw to Cooper Cup was, I mean, the throw was maybe five seven yards. Cup just did an outstanding job. Came across the middle. Stafford did a Mm -hmm. great job of zipping it in there, and then he took off and he had just eluded guys with what he does. Yeah, sure. With what with with what he does, so. Cowboys, you know, like I said, I mean, they're. I think they're off to a good start. They're fun to watch, Jeff. This is a, a team that you shut your mouth when we're talking about a win
3: streak. <laughs> well, I think I the think Cowboys are a disaster, and we have no idea how they're going to win another football game. Okay,
1: we are not jinxing this. You know, the, the question will be. It's funny. The, the question will be: When does um, Dak Prescott come back? Uh, does he come back next week, or do they wait yet another week? Um, And listening to Jerry Jones and his comments from the owner's box on uh, Double T 97.3 yesterday, he kind of made it sound like Prescott is not quite ready yet, that even though he's throwing his grip on the ball, blah, 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 it's just not not quite there yet. So Jerry's kind of backed off a little bit on him being back for the Rams, right? That's what he he had said. Mm -hmm. Cowboys will play at Philly on Sunday night. Um, With Tom Rinaldi... He was talking about well, he shook uh, Dak Prescott's hand and he had a strong handshake, so he he felt like that that strong handshake <laughs> was a was a uh, a prelude to Prescott being ready for next week.
2: We should have sent you there to shake his hand, and then we would. I mean, would I would mean there's an yeah, expert handshaker, right? We then, we, then we
1: then we then we would know. Yeah. I thought of you, and I wrote this guy's name down on, and I don't know that I'll ever use this because I want to run this term by you um but eric collins was the television play-by-play announcer i, I think he's really good I, I don't know him at all uh i've seen him do a few uh, big 12 games but i like him um he uh he called it an oklahoma state touchdown he just referred back to it he goes well they got a tutty they got a tutty on their first drive too oh boy a tutty what do you think about that tutty
2: um, I think I'm out.
1: You're down on the down on the tutty. I I kinda of, I figured you would be. I figured you Yeah, be. that makes two of us. Down on the tutty. That okay. yeah. Mm. I thought that I thought that was new. I thought that was something different. Might be new and different. Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> okay. Uh you know, what going back to the tech game, uh, a number of times the offense put the defense in a bad spot and the defense rose up. So I I think you've got a defense here.
2: Yeah, I don't th- I mean, that's not that's not new though.
1: No, it's not new. I just but but when you're playing Maybe. the number seven team in the country at their place, mm-hmm. they they continue to kind of uh, you know.
2: And I feel like validate this, what they do. Yeah, I feel like in this game you didn't put your the defense in as bad of a spot as many times as you had in the past because you didn't turn the ball over. You know, no. obviously right off the bat you, you did with the yeah. onside kick and. Right. I mean, two plays later they score.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So right off the bat, you did. I'm trying to think of other times in the game where there,
1: there was a, a fourth down where you you didn't get it and you, yeah. you put them in a put them in a spot and you know they uh, they were able to uh, you know only get a field goal uh, mm-hmm. out of it. Uh, Oklahoma State, uh, you know, they had a took the ball in their sixth possession from their own 27. They converted on a fourth and five, uh, and then Tech held um, them to a field goal. I thought that was you know, pretty impressive, because they get the, they get the ball um, at the you know down to the thirty five, and then and then they get a twenty eight yard play to on a twenty eight yard play to Bryson Green. The drive ends up stalling, um, and they have to kick a field goal. And Tech would leave at, at that point twenty one to twenty. There there were some big moments in the game that that cost the Red Raiders too a couple of them. You know, one that's pointed out on the text line when you fair catch on your own four yard line. You think that's the that's the play I of the game? I think it's the play of the
2: game. Yeah. I think that's where the game Hard was to lost. Argue with that. You were up t- uh, 31-23. Should have had the ball with all the momentum in the world at the you know, out the 20, 25 whatever mm-hmm. and instead you're starting uh inside your own five on a kick that's not a kick that's up and coming down. Yeah. It was I mean it was going to bounce and bounce through the back of the end zone. Yeah. I mean and immediately you you, know, you you especially with a young quarterback, you're either you're just cutting down on the playbook there drastically. You go three and out, mm-hmm. they immediately move down the field, score the touchdown, um get the two-point two conversion. Yep. Mm-hmm. All the momentum you had is completely flipped to them. You immediately come out and throw the interception that leads to three. You went from up eight to down three in three or four minutes. All the momentum was on their side, and you were, were not the same team afterwards.
1: Yeah, because you take that, onside, you take that uh, fair catch, and you like you said, you go three and out, and then you punt, and they get the ball at their own 47-yard line. And so that flips the field to their favor. And then they go, like you said, straight down the field and score
0: you're listening to the morning drive podcast from lubbock sports station double t 97 3 recapping the night that was in the world of sports
1: a little bit later on tonight uh we'll have uh the astros and the diamondbacks that'll be at eight and then the rangers playing at seattle uh tonight
0: and also bringing some humor to your day it Was it pretty big
1: yeah i mean it it impressive
0: a, yeah it was a fascinating
1: it was, I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean.
0: <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T97.3 or on the Double T97.3 mobile app. Today is
1: October the 10th, 2022. Time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire.
3: Going to start in 1920 today mm-hmm. because the Cleveland Indians outfielder Elmer Smith. It's baseball's first ever World Series Grand Slam. Nice. 1923, the New York Giants and New York Yankees become the first teams to play each other in three consecutive baseball World Series. Giants win game one five to four in the first game, uh, World Series game played at Yankee Stadium.
2: That's been boring, though, the same matchup three years in a row. <laughs> it's like a college football playoff or something.
3: All right. 1945 in the World Series. The Tigers beat the Cubs 9-8 to at Wrigley Field to clinch the series four games to three. It was the Tigers' second championship. 1956, Yogi Berra hits two home runs, and the Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 9 to nothing in Game 7 of the World Series at Ebbets Field. Yankees pitcher Don Larson was your MVP.
1: Yeah, because he had thrown a perfect game in that series.
3: 1961 expansion draft uh, to stock the Houston Astros and New York Mets took place. Mm. First pick by the Houston Colt 45s, Eddie Besmond. Besmond, B-E-S-S-O-U-D. O-U-D. Besmond I said it three different ways there. Maybe I got it right <laughs> once. <laughs> I tried to look it up. Yeah. I found an interview with him. He seems like a very interesting guy to 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 talk to and, mm-hmm. and hear about all of his life in baseball. He actually was a coach at a community college after he retired from baseball. Never once did they mention his name in the interview. 15-minute <laughs> interview, waiting for them to say the guy's name. Uh, where was I? Uh, 1976. Giant Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, opens. Uh-oh. With the Giants going down twenty-four to fourteen mm-hmm. to the Dallas Cowboys in front of seventy-six thousand forty-two fans. I
1: thought you were going to tell me that was the miracle at the Meadowlands in Game One. Well, no, once you said Game One, I knew it wasn't. Uh, okay.
3: Nineteen eighty, in the American League Championship, the Kansas City Royals beat the New York Yankees three games to none. I know
1: that was uh, at Yankee Stadium. Nice that that last game. Hmm.
3: And in 2004, having already clinched his second, his seventh, excuse me, F1 World Series Drivers Championship, German Ferrari driver Michael Schumacher wins a record 13th race of the season with a victory at the Japanese Grand Prix. Jamie is a huge fan, I think, of both of these today for our food. It is National Tic Tac Day.
2: I'm a fan. And national- I like a good smelling breath. I'm very much <laughs> against the bad breath.
1: Okay. The tic-tac will do it. Well, the tick- white
2: ones. Not all of them. Okay. Some of them are just for flavor, but the white ones will help can you. Can you sing
1: the jingle for us?
2: Give me a break. Give me a break. No, that's a different that's one. That's the Kit-Kat. That's Kit-Kat. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I can't.
1: Put a tic-tac in your mouth and let take. Tic- uh, so apparently oh, don't look neither one of us the, can. You know, <laughs> that's, that's as far as I can go. Sorry. It's also yeah. National mm-hmm. Angel
3: Food Cake Day.
2: Okay. Hmm.
3: I think the only time I ever have angel food cake is when I'm having a strawberry shortcake. Okay. Happy birthday to Mario Lopez, who's 49. Alleged scumbag Brett Favre is 53.
1: (laughs) You say alleged because you don't know for a fact.
3: It hasn't been proven yet.
1: Okay. uh, I'm just curious what you need there. I
3: need the court case to go through. Okay. What about the pitchers? He'd just be weird, but stealing money from kids makes you a scumbag.
2: Um. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
3: Dale Earnhardt Jr., 48.
2: Remind me not to ever look on Jeff's phone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You look at my phone. There's no pictures on there except of my dog. (laughs) Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 48. Geno Smith, 32. And Andrew McCutcheon is 36. And I've got two things in history today because after the first one, I need a palate cleanser. 1944 800 children are gassed to death at mm. Auschwitz. This of course is one of the concentration camps by the Nazis in uh, w- during World War II. In mm-hmm. 1987 as a palate cleanser, so we're not thinking about that all day long today. White snake. Here I go again. Tops the charts.
1: There you go, Jamie. It's a good one.
3: Yeah. And that
1: is this day in sports history. <laughs> well, well, we kind of updated our sounder there a little bit. Time for your, your secret word of the day, because Double T 973, along with basically everybody else, is tired of the national radio contest that the other stations have. So we want you to have a chance to win $10,000 right here in good old Lubbock, Texas, America. We've teamed up with the Home Zone, making your house a home to give away $10,000. We give the secret word at this time, 8.45, and then in the afternoon during Tech Talk at 4.45. At uh, 6.45-ish, which is now 6.51-ish, secret word for today is Falcons. Falcons. F-A-L-C-O-N-S, Falcons. Okay?
2: Not got hosed. Mm -mm. Falcons. Right. (laughs) Not worst call ever, Falcons.
1: Not like Tom Brady deserves like a roughing the passer uh call just because they tackled him. Falcons.
2: Not officials need to be fired, <coughs> but Falcons. Yeah,
1: Falcons. It's our secret word of the day here today at 651-ish. Go to double T973.com enter that in you could become a winner we'll give it away on november the 18th of course the more times you enter which means the longer that you listen the more of a chance that you have to win which means you could be a happy person come right about christmas time okay because black friday is the next week did you know that the day after thanksgiving is is the next week november the 18th is when we're going to give it away we'll put $10,000 $10,000 in your hand probably Monday or Tuesday. As soon as uh, On Highest gets the official check, meets with you, shakes your hand, smiles and says, thanks for listening. Okay. okay. Come down here to the new compound. Get your picture taken with Jamie. Some of the other stars here. And get uh, get $10,000. You can put it right in your checking account and it, it won't bounce. Nice. No Bitcoin or anything like that. Good. So going back to your... Uh, Major League Baseball expansion draft in 1961. Here's here's some names that stand out to me, not for what they did on the field as a player, but what for, they did as a fi- on the field as a manager. Among those selected, Gil Hodges, who was a really good player, but he would become a manager. Okay. Um, also selected was Don Zimmer. He was a, a pretty good manager for the. Uh, for the Red Sox and others was also more famous, maybe as a, a coach um, for the Yankees, and famous
2: uh, for being thrown by Pedro uh, Martinez. Pedro
1: by Martinez, <laughs> uh, Joey Amalfitano was uh, also selected. He was a he was a manager back in the day. He
2: sounds like a guy that was a lead singer in a boy band.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> in, in fact, he was selected off of the uh, San Francisco Giants. So anyway, I just thought that was I thought that was kind of. Uh, and roger craig uh was as well he was another guy that would be uh, a manager for the san francisco giants roger craig was a was a pitcher for the dodgers would go on to play a little bit for the mets but was more known as a manager than as a player a lot of those guys were anyway just just some walking around knowledge for you for today if you need some a lot of people have today off today's columbus day as well okay okay
2: Mhm. good for them
1: yeah good for them
2: have fun enjoy i hope you're not listening i hope you're sleeping in <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm sure that plenty of plenty of people have, you know <laughs> they kind of have that internal clock that goes off that they just can't wait to hear your voice jamie
2: it's close to seven by seven they'll probably
0: wake up I wake up and go man i gotta i gotta get me some jamie
2: hey, i missed the first hour of Chuck, <laughs> jamie and jeff
0: you're tuned in to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
2: That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot,
0: though. And also bringing some humor to your day.
1: I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just... As much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me.
0: Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.
1: Nice to have you with us this morning with Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t 97.3.com from that. Just a quick question from someone on the onside kick. They said, stupid call. I thought it went 10 yards drinking a lot of adult beverages and missed explanation. Okay. Well, it was popped up in the air. The guy called for a fair catch. We hit him. Uh, you can't do that. And uh, as a result, they got the ball at the Tech 34-yard line. So if you'd hit the ball on the ground first, then then you could have done that. Um, but they decided they did not do that. They popped it up in the air, and the guy called for a, for a fair catch.
3: Yeah, and, that rule changed uh, about two years ago, I think, when they started implementing the – If you fair catch it inside the 25 on a kickoff, you get it at the 25 is when that change went in as well. Yeah.
1: Let me ask you this, Jamie, with regard to um, the number of times the Tech went for it on fourth down, uh, which they went for it seven times and they were successful four times. Do you, do you think that's, do you think that changes as the team structurally gets better?
2: You'd like to think that you won't have to go for it as much on fourth down because you're picking up first downs right uh but i think in the same scenario it doesn't appear that way okay no i mean i i don't i think, think that's this is, just, this, is, this is it i think this is our coaching staff style
1: okay um does it um give you the heebie-jeebies when you when you do it deep inside your own like inside your own 40 does it make you feel like, oh, well, that's a unnecessary gamble or a high at this, risk? At
2: this point, I'm numb to it. You're numb I to it. I just expect it. Okay.
1: Do you yeah. think other teams do as well now?
2: Other teams expect it? Yeah. Um, us to do it? Yes. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's surprising anybody.
1: Yeah. No. No. Yeah. We're not. we are no. Well, you're right.
2: What are your thoughts?
1: Um... I think when it's when it's inside the forty or inside the your own thirty five, especially early in the game in the first half, I'm not a fan of that. I just I'd rather I'd rather play for some field position.
2: Especially when your defense is playing well.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean your defense has proven that. Yeah, to me, but
2: but again, on the first drive of the game, if you go by that you punt it away and you right. don't score seven yeah. on the first drive of the game. Right.
1: No, I I I, I get it. Um uh, you went for it on fourth and one from your own 29.
2: And you got like one, <laughs> one and a third. One, yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. barely
1: got it. Yeah, but right? you got it. That's but all that matters. It. That's all that matters. Yeah. You got
2: it. Yeah, and you had to get it throwing a pass to the outside. Yeah. Because you can't run up the middle. You just. I mean, if you can run the ball up the middle for two yards, you are a completely different offense. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it.
1: Yeah.
3: My yeah. Frust- my frustration wasn't with the running the ball and not getting, okay, so it was, but it was how you got there. You're running into an eight, nine-man box in a couple of those situations where you got one wide receiver all the way out with one defender on him, and then everybody else is between the tackles. Check out of that and do something else at that point.
2: Well, no, I mean, on third and one, man, you should, you at a certain point, if you're a real football team, Okay? Real football teams say they know we're going to run it here and we're going to pick up a yard.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're going to move the chains. Okay, You put all your big uglies in a box, we'll put all our big uglies in a box, and here we go. Let's go. We're not trying to pick up eight, but we can pick up one. And right now, you're having a hard time in that situation getting back to the line of scrimmage. You're just getting manhandled up there.
3: It's also not just this one game that you've had trouble with it it's been that way all season yeah know your limitations know what you can't do yeah try something else
1: 7 uh, 19 this morning here on the morning drive um, we get this three quarterbacks hurt um, is 90 plays 60 passes realistic uh, football in the big 12 uh, you know what's what's getting your quarterback hurt is the your offensive line is your quarterback's getting knocked around all the the entire game, just being punished. Now, Chuck was, you know, he was running. So, I mean, it wasn't necessarily the offensive line's fault because he was, you know, going for a first down, you know, just the way that he fell on his shoulder. Yeah,
2: Chuck's been hurt twice, you know, down the field. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, in, in I don't know specifically when Donovan Smith got hurt. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a combination of all things.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's stacked up on top of each other, if there was yeah. one particular play in the K-State game um, that maybe he just, you know, he came out of that game and his shoulder was wonky. Maybe he slept on mm-hmm. it wrong. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, all I know is that I was surprised to see Baron Morton roll out there because there was no indication given of that 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 was. But then he, he, Coach McGuire wasn't asked that or or coach Kitley wasn't asked that. You know, not that they would have said, "Oh yeah, hey, um thank you for asking that question. Oh, uh, yeah, his shoulder's a little sore. We don't know if he's going to start. So whoever if he can't make all the throws on Saturday on by Friday, then then Barron's going to start." And then they they're not going to tell you that and probably shouldn't tell you that. Yeah. You know, well, they trusted
2: the front- trusted it that he was healthy enough to come in and make one throw.
1: Right. So right. it
2: wasn't like they felt like he was going to Break himself if he was out there.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that's re- really unfortunate because you know that that occurs. Um, you know, late in the in the first half, it's you know basically third and goal, and it gets knocked down, and you have to settle for a, a field goal. But uh, you go up by four at the half, twenty four to twenty at that at that point in time of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so felt felt really good. Did you feel good at halftime? I didn't feel
2: like we were going to win. I felt good after the game was over. I thought we played yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was disappointed that we lost, but mm-hmm. at twenty-four to twenty at halftime, I didn't think we were going to win. Okay. I mean, I mean, I thought we could win. Hmm. I thought we had a chance, but I wasn't like, "Oh, we got this." We're way out in front of them. Four points. They can't. They can't make up four points. No, I didn't. I didn't. But I, I was happy. It was really happy with the way you pleased, and even after the game was over, I. Yeah. I was. I mean, I don't think you played as well in the second half as you did the, in the first half. I mean, that's obvious considering you scored every bit of seven points in the second half.
1: And part of it, what part of it was what they did. I mean, Coach McGuire talked about that in his post game press conference. That one of the things that Oklahoma State did defensively oh. was dropping eight and still being able to get pressure on the quarterback with four down linemen.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't. I I can't sit here and go. Oh, the reason you only scored seven was credit Oklahoma State. They did this. Well, because that means you didn't make adjustments back. Or you couldn't. What do you mean you couldn't?
1: Well, you, you if you made adjustments back and you still you couldn't, those adjustments didn't work.
2: Okay, well, you, you didn't make adjustments that worked.
1: Yeah, you didn't make adjustments that worked. They
2: you, made them that did, and you made them that didn't. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Okay, so if I'm giving Oklahoma State credit, that means that I'm saying our coaching staff didn't get the job done. Well, or they, their, their coaching coaching staff outdid your coaching or, staff.
1: Or, or simply put that the adjustments that you made, your players weren't able to execute.
2: Okay, that's fair.
1: You know, okay, you you can make adjustments and you can say, hey, we need to do this. And then you, then it's up to the players to go out and execute. And if you're not able to do that, then the team that's made the better execution of the adjustments is going to come out on top. That's part of what happened. You had too many three and outs in the second half, for whatever reason. Okay, you're not buying that, or
2: I—I I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if I mean, you—you you, you showed you could play with them, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And and they—they sure. they dominated your offense in the second half. Their 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 team slash defense, their defense slash coaching staff on defense outdid your offense slash offensive coaching staff.
1: At the end of the day, you have to say that because they won the game. There you go. You know, at the end of the day. But up until you know, with with eight forty two to go in the third quarter, when you've just scored and uh, to to take a thirty to twenty three lead, you got to be feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good at that point.
2: I, I mean, again, I felt I feel great today, mm-hmm. feeling like you're making big strides. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I, but again, up eight doesn't with. You know, a quarter and a half to go doesn't make me. Oh, we got this.
1: No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, you're 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 right about that. I mean, it wasn't wasn't like I felt like oh that we got this game's game's over. No, I yeah. understand that. You know, what what's what happens after that is where you lost the ball game.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were all disgusted that a year ago that you didn't score a single point in the second half against Kansas State. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you scored one time in the second half against this in this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So and that's not a drastic difference to no, that, right? No. And so after the Kansas State game last year, we were like, Ah, it's not on our coaching staff. K-State made adjustments. Now, we're allowed to make adjustments, too. (laughs) Right, right. right. Okay?
0: Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast. From Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games.
2: If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference? If tech does not win it this year,
0: well, busting some chops along the way. I hold
1: back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We
2: spend three hours a day,
1: five right. days a week I together. Know. Why? Yeah.
2: Why would yeah. we need to? Communicate during the weekends.
1: <laughs> right, we save know. it for the show. We do. We, save, we do. we save it for the show.
0: Tune into the morning drive live, weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, where are you going?
2: Nowhere. <laughs> Staying right here with what? Red Raider Football. We are now halfway through the season, Chuck. Mm hmm. Six out of 12 regular season games.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Not quite halfway since we'll be in a bowl game. Oh, okay. Now, I'm not putting it past us to be in the Big 12 championship game either, man. This conference is a its a mess and it's a lot of fun. I, mean, I don't know from game to game what's going on. But, all right, we're six games in the season, halfway through. hmm I want you to give me the player that's been the biggest surprise to you through the halfway point, and I want you to give me the player that's been in a positive way, and I want you to give me the biggest disappointment for a player through the first half of the
1: season. Okay. Biggest surprise. The biggest disappointment. Hmm. Um... I... I I'll start with a disappointment. I, I think the biggest disappointment so far has been Austin McNamara. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if it's technique. I don't know if it's wind. I don't know if that's the guy is snapping the ball back to him. I don't know if he's. Did you say
2: wind? <laughs> like we've had more wind this year yeah, than other yeah, years, right? Yeah,
1: wind. Yeah. Yeah, the wind blown in Lubbock. Other oh, no. years. I just was throwing out just. I'm just throwing out a number of, like, if I'm him, like, well, hey, man, the wind's been blowing really hard. Or, you know, hey, everybody had me on the great Ray Guy uh, award list, and I'm trying to kick the bejesus out of the ball, and I keep mishitting it. Or, you know, my foot keeps hitting it where the laces are instead of the bottom. Or, you know, you know, my cleats are too tight. I don't know. It's just, I've been, I really thought that that was somebody that you could really count on to help you flip the field, and that's and that's. That's just not been the case so I'm, I'm going just a little bit different there to to be just a little bit to be just a little bit different um, okay so I don't know that this guy's a big surprise I just think he's been really good at doing I think he's taken his game to another level as krishan Merriweather. you know along that defensive line I mean he had 17 tackles yesterday mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Jeff
2: I don't think your Austin McNamara is out there. I, I think that's the layup answer.
1: Oh, you do? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you nailed it. Okay. The,
2: yeah, I, okay. I think that's.
1: Well, I, I've always liked it when I was going through the layup line on the left side. I felt like I, I could hit those.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he. Yeah, it's hard to, because that's the guy you had the highest expectations for, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, you remember I made the joke. I think it was in the. And it was in the Murray State game. Yeah, It was first game of the season when we didn't punt forever, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What are we doing, man? We haven't got the ball in the hands of our best player the whole game." Yeah, no. It was in the second half right. before he finally punted or whatever. Right. I don't. I, th- I think it was that game. Anyway, you know, he's. You had such incredibly high expectations for mm-hmm. him, and that's why I feel like it's fair to say he's been a disappointment when he hasn't been nearly as good as he's been in previous years.
1: Yeah, Jeff.
3: I can't decide between the two of these. Austin was my first pick, but to have a different answer, I can't pick between these two guys. Either one of your tackles on the offensive line, left and right, both. You've had penalties. You have holding calls. You've got missed blocks, complete o lays on the offensive line, and not protecting your quarterback in any way, shape, or form. Able to get a, it's. The offensive line starts with the center, but it really ends with the tackles. Obviously, but those two guys have just head scratching moments every game. That I, it's one of the many the one of the many reasons your offensive line hasn't been good is because you've gotten no protection from the outside. Positive, this feels like a, a cop out answer. Baron Morton from Saturday. Did not expect to see him play that well on the road against a top 10 team as a freshman making his first start. We're talking about an ankle injury could be the difference between winning this game on the chat line. And this is going into a top 10 team's house and almost winning. That's impressive making your first start that way. And I didn't think we'd see him at all this year, so... Kind of a cheeky, cheaty answer, but
2: it's the best one I got. Okay, I I think um, I'm I'm just gonna go off of again. Like, if you're gonna pick a guy to be a disappointment, that means it's probably somebody that you had really high expectations for. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Austin McNamara is is fine uh, it, because I had high expectations for him. Jeff went with the tackles. I, I, I feel like the, the really struggles in your offensive line are in the middle. So if I was going to go with offensive line, I would probably go with guards or center um, more than I would the outside guys. But I'm going to go uh, again to a guy. I'm, I'm surprised that neither one of you went with, with Mason Tharp, right. as, as much love as there was for Mason Tharp yeah. before the year. But I had a ton of love for Baylor Cup. And so far, seven catches for 91 yards and one score. That to me was is way lower than what I expected.
1: After we started talking, if you'd asked me to guess who you were going to say, I was going to say tight end group, and, um, yeah. and I would have said that you would have said Baylor Cup.
2: Yeah, that that was the yeah. guy. I, I mean, I felt like he was going to be a huge factor, and um, I mean, you look at it, the the tight ends, Cup's got seven grabs, Tharp's got six grabs, Teeters got two grabs. And so I completely swung and whiffed on feeling like tight end was going to be a big factor for mm-hmm. you uh, so far this season. Again, you're only halfway through. That may change. Yeah, that may change. But uh, that would be um, the guy that I would say that was the one I was expecting more of, and it hasn't happened. I think my biggest surprise, um, I, I, you know, you, he was a running back previously, and they decide, yeah, you know, we're in, we're going to move you out of running back. Or we're gonna, we're gonna. Um, Move you over to receiver. And maybe the thought there was for Xavier White was, eh, you're not really going to get many touches with the great running backs that we have. We got a couple of them that are in front of you. And so we'll find somewhere else to put you. But it almost feels like, no, hey, we think you'd be really good as a receiver. So let's take you off a running back where you were pretty good too. And we think you could help the team more if you were a receiver. And, and so it wasn't like, hey, you're not getting it done here. Let's move you there. It was, hey, you're a really talented guy. Let's find a way where we can get the ball in your hands more. And that's to me what it's turned out with Xavier White. So he's the guy that, I mean, already 23 grabs on the season. That's third on the team. Um, I, I think he's got the potential to be a difference maker, the wide receiver position. He's a guy that I like, can take a short gain into a long, a short pass into a long gain. Uh, he can beat you down the field on a, on a, on a deep ball. So, I feel like Xavier White's just kind of scratching the surface of how good he can be at the wide receiver position. So to me, he's my biggest surprise.
1: Yeah, and, and Coach McGuire talked about him last Monday with regard to moving him to, to basically that position, and that's more of a natural position for him of where he would rather be. Uh, so maybe it's a combination of you you got a player who's playing with, in a spot where he's more familiar with, and you have a need for that spot, and he's taken the ball and run with it, so to speak. You know, he's he's capitalized on his opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Another guy, if you wanted to make make a claim for maybe the big big surprise, would be Trey Cleveland, because he's been able to catch some big balls for you mm-hmm. um, and some deep balls. Yeah. Um, so there's an, there's yeah. another guy.
2: So other guys for me that uh, I would definitely say is a positive with Krishan Merriweather. I expected him to be pretty good, mm-hmm. and he's been better than pretty good. Yeah, that, so I would that, put him on the list. Mm-hmm. If I'm staying with a linebacker core, uh, I think some of us were really high on Josiah Pierre because mm-hmm. Coach said he was going to hurt somebody.
1: Yeah, that's what he told. That's what and, he said. And
2: yeah. he to me has been pretty quiet,
1: although he had a he had a big sack yesterday.
2: Agreed. Or Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, I big... agreed. But he's to me, he's been pretty quiet.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, that big sack where they you force Oklahoma State to punt. That's where you. That's where you take the fair catch at your own four, and the game turns.
2: Yeah.
1: Seven forty this morning on the morning drive. Stay in sports. Well, no, we've already done that. We've already done the stay in sports history. We don't need to review that. We need to do the boom, boom, boom. Give you some sports headlines and uh, some disappointing baseball but not for one person in this room i think he was pretty happy with the uh, result last night between the padres and the metropolitans your morning blend of sports k-state is uh, coming off a big win over oklahoma of course the red raiders off their 37 34 overtime win over number 22 texas and humor Sure to tell them that you you suggested that (laughs) and of course they got a big laugh
0: this is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3 catch the show live weekdays from six to nine on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app on the morning drive.
1: Mm. Take a sip of my cocaine this morning.
2: <laughs> you're so rad, you're And uh, we'll rad, rad. see what happens
1: you're over so the next hour. Nice to have you with us Mm -hmm. with Jamie Litt and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double T973.com for that on the mobile app. Benchmark hotline is open too at 806-771-0973. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank Double T973 studio. We've talked quite a bit about Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. It'll be topic conversation you know, probably all day long uh, today here on the uh, morning drive and of course the end of the bench which is next on 100.7 to score and then you have uh, bottom line you guys probably get into that as well right? Tech football? Yeah I would think right?
2: No I think we we're just going to spend two hours breaking down the Kansas TCU game.
1: Oh okay well mm-hmm. sorry about you. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Texas Tech will be a topic of conversation on Tech Talk today along with Aaron Dickens' uh, annual disdain for Christopher Columbus, which is well-documented. So that look, look forward to that at some point in time today. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. Annual rant. 8.03 uh, this morning on the morning drive. All right. Um, the other Big 12 games uh, from Saturday, Jamie. Um, I guess if I said to you, oh, what surprised you about the Big 12 this weekend? We'd say... Texas's domination of Oklahoma—not so much that they won, but the just absolute beatdown of forty-nine to nothing.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that.
1: Um, so now the the question that begets itself: Is Oklahoma that bad? Is Texas that good? Was it just Texas on a good day, right? Circumstances—they got out there and they just beat the tar out of them.
2: Well, you'd have to think that. Losing their starting quarterback was a bad deal for mm-hmm. Oklahoma. That mm-hmm. had to factor in some, but not that much. Not not that much. That was that was a shock to see that pure domination like that. I thought Qu- Quinn Ewers uh, looked really good. I thought he looked really good. Um, I was impressed with him.
1: Four million good. I mean, that's the number that he's up to. Apparently, it's <laughs> not
2: my money. I don't care what okay. they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean. I say he looked really good. It's hard to say that about anybody with that haircut. But.
1: Twenty-one to thirty-one, two eighty-nine, four touchdowns. Did throw an interception.
2: Yeah. Um, but um, I, I think Texas is absolutely good enough to win this conference. I think that Oklahoma. I I don't know that they're. You know, we talked about this last week where it's like um, I just keep giving them the benefit of the doubt because they're Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? They're so talented, mm-hmm. right? I don't know that he's going to get this team back this year. So, I, I don't think Oklahoma's going to go winless the rest of the way, but I do think that Oklahoma is, I don't think they're going to finish in the top five, six in the conference. Really? Yeah. I just I just don't. Um I could be so wrong and I know there'll be a completely different team by the time they come to Lubbock to play the Red Raiders and all that so I'm not predicting we're gonna blow them or anything like that I just they just I don't know they just don't they look like a team that has accepted their fate
1: okay Uh, and and this started with I mean, they've had a lot of people leave their program, including their including their head. I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but well,
2: and I mean, they lost a ton of key players. Yeah, that left when he left. They lost all their top recruits. Okay, that that left when he left, and I just it just feels like a bunch of guys that were like, "Hey, this isn't what I signed up for." I came to Oklahoma to to play in college football playoff games mm-hmm. and now here we are struggling in in these kind of games and it's not what i came for here for and
1: uh, it's it kind of like once they lost the opportunity to get very far then just, they just kind of gave up
2: yeah just it looks like a bunch of guys that are going i'm transferring out of here after this year
1: texas you know it's a it's complete beat down i mean they had 34 first downs i'm not going through all of it but i mean Oklahoma had 39 yards passing, 195 yards of offense. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy.
2: 39 yards passing.
1: 39 yards passing. Wow. Uh, They were 3 of 15 on third down. Texas was 10 of 15. 10 of 15 on third down. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oklahoma was 2 of 4 on fourth down. Um, And Oklahoma was 9 of 17 passing. All right, so. You know, I think what we learned is Oklahoma maybe has given up and is not really going to be a team to contend for the conference title. I think and,
2: that's what I think, I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. And and so, and, and Texas has its quarterback.
2: Yeah, he looks like a good one.
1: Okay. Um, TCU and Kansas. So here's my take of what came out of this game, okay? My take of what came out of this game is... Uh, and Kansas's quarterback got hurt in this game I'm, again. I'm not making an excuse for him. I think they're better than I thought they were. Okay, TCU is I think is 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 proving to be a maybe a top four team in the Big Twelve at this point.
2: And process of elimination, yeah, feels like it. You'd be hard pressed not to put them in there. Yeah,
1: I don't know if KU is better than K State. That's to be determined. And their schedule is going to start getting harder. Um, I do think they're going to get bowl eligible. I mean, they've, they're 5-1 and one now, so yeah, uh, they're probably they going to win. A, win one more. Well, I know, but I mean, they've been 5-0 and oh before and lost seven straight. They just, I don't and I don't know what the status of their quarterback is. He went out with a shoulder injury. He was in street clothes in the second half, but their backup was a guy that has been a starter for him before. But TCU, I thought, looked good. I mean, for them to go in there and, and win that game and and somewhat raucous environment. I mean, it's not like they've just been setting the house on fire over the last few years. I mean, it got rid of their coach last year. Um, And then, so I think TCU is... I think they've validated themselves as to be a a problem in the Big 12.
2: I... Yeah, here's what I think. I don't think there's anybody great in the Big 12 conference. Mm I would agree with that. I, I don't think anybody is... You know, look at them and say, oh, man, if they made it in the playoff, they could do some damage. I don't I don't think anybody's going to get in
1: the playoff from the Big 12.
2: yeah I mean, if Oklahoma State keeps winning.
1: Yeah, I guess so, yeah.
2: Yeah, so somebody's got to knock them off, For that to not happen. I, man, I just, after this weekend, I just continue to look at the rest of Tech's schedule and go, yep, you could win that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Or, yep, you could lose that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. I mean, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, that's fun. Yeah, That's is, fun to it's, me. I was going to say, it's better than. It doesn't look like any teams that are just head and shoulders above everybody else. It does not look hopeless. It does not look look hopeless, but at the same time, there looks like there's no patsies. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, you know, how about Iowa State? I
1: know. I mean, Iowa I State's given up
2: 23 points in the last two games and they're 0-2. Yeah.
1: 23
2: combined. No. No. 24. 24. And they're 0-2 in those two games. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. Iowa State is not that bad, but their offense is pretty rough. But, I mean, they lose by a point to Kansas State. I mean, they could have been and they missed three field goals last week and lost by 3. Yeah. Iowa State could have won both of those games.
1: Both both teams Saturday, K-State and Iowa State were terrible on third down. K-State 4 of 13, Iowa State 5 of 13. Terrible on, on
2: third down offensively. Yeah. They both were really good on third down. (laughs) Defensively. Yes,
0: they were. They sure were. You've been listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.